When I was in high school, my dad and I used to have this tradition. He'd get home from work and pour himself a glass of wine. I'd get home from school and change out of my uniform. And at 7 p.m. sharp, we'd plop down in front of the TV, flip it to channel seven, and wait for the announcer to say that iconic line. And now, here is the host of Jeopardy, Alex Trebek. And for the next half hour, my dad and I would be glued to the TV, shouting out our answers. What is The Tempest? What is Bosnia and Herzegovina? Who is Dolly Parton? I'd usually average like seven, eight correct guesses, maybe. My dad, on the other hand, always, always crushed. And this tradition, combined with my natural inclination towards annoying teacher's pet know-it-all vibes, nurtured a deep love of trivia within me. I play bar trivia. I love a sporkle moment. I even started building and running virtual trivia for my friends during the pandemic. All this to say, I think it's time we bring some trivia energy to this podcast. So this week, we're doing something a little different. Two special guests will go head-to-head in an epic history trivia showdown. Who will be crowned our historical winner? Only time will tell. From Gimlet Media, this is Not Past It, Trivia Edition. I'm Simone Polanin. On September 10th, 1984, 38 years ago this week, the iconic nighttime version of the TV game show Jeopardy! premiered. So to honor one of the longest-running game shows in American TV history, we're doing a little trivia of our own, NPI style. And hey, feel free to play along as you listen. Put your history knowledge to the test. We'll get this game show on the game road after these messages. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Okay, it is time to meet our trivia players. Joining us today are Bobby Finger and Lindsay Weber, the co-hosts of everyone's favorite pop culture podcast about not quite famous people, Who Weekly. Hey guys, welcome. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having us. Yeah, it's great to have you back. We had you on our Paris Hilton episode, which was like one of our first episodes, so it's been a while. Wow. Oh, yeah. A classic. That was a great one. Not just because we were on it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This happened not like right after the episode came out, but Paris Hilton followed me on Twitter and it was like one of the greatest days of my life. Yeah. Does she fave? She did not fave. She just followed. But in my mind, she's heard us all talk. Oh, yeah. Well, we are going to get into some trivia. But before we get to that, I first wanted to ask, are you guys competitive? 
in like sports, no. In like board games and shit like that, I guess, yeah. Yeah, it depends. I can be. You are. Yeah. I'm not like a little bit competitive when I'm competitive. I'm like ravenous. <laughs> yeah, all or nothing. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, I'm curious if this will bring out that side of you. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, well, it is now time to get into the game. Okay. We have got four rounds of questions coming and a special prize for whichever one of you comes out on top. Do you want to know what is at stake? Yes. Yes, 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 yes. So the winner of this competition will earn the opportunity to get up on their soapbox and give us their best 20-second pitch for what subject they think should be taught in history class. <laughs> oh, my God. Maybe it's an undertold story from history. Maybe it's just your completely subjective opinion that you think should be added to every history curriculum. For example, for me, the fact that we don't have a full history unit on the cultural impact of Soul Train is a sign that we're failing the next generation. Mm -hmm. That's just my opinion. You'll get to tell us yours if you win. Interesting. Sounds good. Interesting. Uh -huh. Sounds good. All right. Let's keep it rolling. Round one. Our first round is called This Week in History. In traditional NPI fashion, I'm going to tell you about an event that happened this week in history and then ask you a question about it. Each of you will get your own questions and you'll have five seconds to give me an answer. If you get it right, you get a point. If you get it wrong, nothing happens. You just don't get a point. <laughs> but... Your opponent will have a chance to steal. If they know the answer, they can steal your point. Okay. And there will also be opportunities to score bonus points, so keep an ear out for those. All right, and our first question is going to Lindsay. Hmm. This week in history, there was a protest at the Miss America pageant. The year was 1968, and a radical feminist group traveled to Atlantic City to march on the boardwalk. They set up bins and called them freedom trash cans, where women were encouraged to dump traditionally girly things. So, Lindsay, for one point, can you name one of the things they threw out? Better be bras. I'm going for bras. Let's throw out bras. <laughs> that is correct. Bras were right. very much among the things that they threw out. Other things included curlers, girdles, Cosmo magazine, and this protest is actually the origin of the bra-burning stereotype. Ah, uh, yes. However, they didn't actually burn any of the bras. The demonstration was happening uh, on a boardwalk made out of wood, so oh. would not have been wise. Dangerous. Yeah. All right, let's move on to question number two. And Bobby, this one is for you. Okay. The year is 1975, mm -hmm. and Charles Manson was in prison for the murder of actress Sharon Tate. His so-called family was wandering around the deserts of Los Angeles. And 47 years ago this week, then-President Gerald Ford was visiting the Capitol building in California when one of Manson's disciples tried to shoot him. Her name was Lynette Fromey. Oh. But for one point, Bobby, do you know what was her better-known nickname? Squeaky. That is correct. Squeaky. Squeaky Fromey. <laughs> I had no idea it was Fromey. Okay, wow, cool. Yeah, that's how she pronounces it. God, these questions are hard. We told you we were dumb, right? Like, we don't know things. <laughs> like, don't, like, wh why are these, like, difficult? <laughs> we got them both. Yeah, but, like. <laughs> we got them both. Well, 
Squeaky was the correct answer. She made an attempt on President Gerald Ford's life. The Secret Service tackled her, and President Ford ultimately was able to escape unharmed. And for a bonus point, Bobby, can you name the actress who played Squeaky in the Quentin Tarantino movie Once Upon a Time in Hollywood in 2019? I'm picturing all of those women in that. Is it is it Dakota Fanning? That is correct. It was Dakota. You picked the right one. Was it Dakota or Lena Dunham? Because they were both in the Manson family in that movie. Um, Yeah, the greasy haired girl gang. Anyways, so that was correct. Congrats, Bobby. Moving on to question number three. We're going back to Lindsay for this one. 25 years ago this week was the funeral for the people's princess, the one and only Princess Diana. Her fatal car accident the week before shocked the world, and hundreds of thousands of people lined the streets as Diana's coffin was driven to Westminster Abbey. There were a lot of celebrities and speakers there, including Diana's dear friend, Elton John. Lindsay, for one point, what song did the Rocket Man rework and perform at Diana's funeral? Of course, in addition to the purple beanie baby that commemorated her, the Candle in the Wind, Beanie Baby. That was the song also, Candle in the Wind, <laughs> which I can't believe existed before he just did it again, but then was like, also about the princess, which is so rude. He's really good at writing songs. He should have written another one. <laughs> That's your talent. Write another one. <laughs> Write another one. Well, you are correct. He reworked, recycled, flipped Candle in the Wind, and the song became hugely famous because of the funeral. And for a bonus point, Lindsay, do you know who Candle in the Wind was originally written about? Oh, my God. I knew. Oh, oh, Marilyn Monroe, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay, you are good at this. No, <laughs> well, these are. No, but now you're you got to stay in this realm. You got to stay in like the pop culture, like songs and movies and TV realm. Yes, it was Marilyn Monroe. Of course, the other iconic candle. <laughs> the other <laughs> <in> the wind. <laughs> Blonde candle in the wind. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Well, you guys are on a roll. The fourth and final question goes back to you, Bobby. Okay. And we are talking television. (sighs) Okay. Arguably the most iconic talk show of all time debuted 36 years ago this week. Of course, I'm talking about the legendary Oprah Winfrey show. It ran for 25 seasons starting in 1986. So my question for you is, what was the topic of her very first show? Oh, my God. Would that have been in the the 80s? Mm-hmm. 1986. I have no... 1986. Okay, I'm just... Okay, this is a sh- shot in the dark. I have no idea, but since it's 1986, I'm going to guess the Challenger explosion. <laughs> Very timely guess. Unfortunately, that is not correct. <laughs> okay. That means, Lindsay, you have an opportunity to steal. Do you want to take a guess? What did Oprah talk about in her first show? This is my worst, my weakest spot is remembering things. So I don't know. It was actually not pegged to the date at all. She talked about relationships. Oh, my God. Oh, just relationships. Oh. Yeah, yeah. A staple, a staple of the Oprah Winfrey show. The title of that first episode was actually How to Marry the Man Slash Woman of Your Choice. Slash Woman. God. Oh, I was thinking of that as being inclusive, but it just meant <laughs> it's directed. <laughs> it's which kind of straight person are you? The kind that likes men God. or the kind that likes women? And I was like, yeah. go off Oprah. Yes, for not being hetero, but yeah, of course not. 
All right. That brings us to the end of our first round, which means it is time for a point check. Our producer, Olivia, here is going to be keeping score and checking in with us between rounds. So, Olivia, how are Bobby and Lindsay doing so far? Well, it's a strong start, Simone. (laughs) Bobby and Lindsay are almost neck and neck. We've got Lindsay with three points. And Bobby, you've got only two, but you've got time to catch up in the next round. Wow. (sighs) Okay, okay. Mm, Exciting stuff. (laughs) All right, things are heating up. Uh, We are heading into round two. And we are going to be breaking from the NPI tradition now. We're leaving this week in history behind. And now we're just going to broader stuff. Round two. So the name of this next game is called Which Came First? I'll name two things, and you're going to tell me which of them came first in history. Again, you'll each get your own questions. No stealing this time. We kind of defeat the purpose. It's kind of an either-or situation. So, Bobby, we're going to start with you. Which came first, artificial sweeteners or microphones? Oh, no, this feels like a trick question. I'm very worried that this is a trick question and you want me to guess <laughs> microphones. So I'm going to guess artificial sweeteners. Well, oh, you should have no. gone with your gut, Bobby. Oh, no. <laughs> it was microphones. Oh, no. I'm oh, sorry to say. No. The first microphone was invented in 1876. Yes, of course it was. Three years before oh. artificial sweeteners. Ugh. <laughs> oh, okay. Don't worry, there's more game coming up. Do not <laughs> do not despair. This next one is for Lindsay. Which came first? The first red carpet event or the premiere of the first TV drama? It's very chicken and the egg. Let's say the first TV drama came first. That is also incorrect, I am sorry to say. <laughs> It was actually the first red carpet event, which was for the premiere of Robin Hood in 1922. Mm. The first TV drama didn't come out until 1928. Oh, wow. All right. We're going to go back to you, Bobby. Okay. Okay. Which came first, the first snowboard or the implementation of Medicare in the U.S.? Mm. (laughs) What are you mulling over? Medicare. Oh, okay. Medicare. 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 Mm. I'm going to go with my gut this time and not think that I'm being tricked. I think it's Medicare. All right. Well, uh, your gut led you astray. I'm sorry oh to say. It was, the correct answer was snowboard. Oh, no. Oh, no. You went okay. with your gut, and that was wrong. The first snowboard was invented in 1965 by a gentleman named Sherman Poppin. Mm, okay. uh, he became known as the father of the snowboard. Uh, but he called it the snurfer because it combined snow and surfing. So we could have had snurfing in our lives. Medicare, as important as the snowboard, uh, did not go into effect until the following year, 1966. Okay. All right, we've got one more question. This last one is for Lindsay. Which came first, Queen Latifah or the internet? My God. The internet's invention is like a real contested journey, I feel like. So it is unclear in my mind when the internet started. I think the internet is older than Queen Latifah. You are correct, Lindsay. (laughs) The internet is one year older than Queen Latifah. Um, It kind of depends on how you define internet, but the first computer internet connection happened in a lab in 1969. Queen Latifah was born in 1970. 
See, that's basically the same year. Okay, Queen Latifah and the internet are exactly the same age. <laughs> See? That's kind of a beautiful <laughs> image to think about. It's like, it's Queen Latifah that. is basically as old as the internet. That is actually, that is something to keep in mind, actually, for, like, society. Like, the internet is only as old as Queen Latifah. <laughs> yeah, I'll never forget that fact for as long as I live. There you go. Well, we are at the end of our second round, so let's check in on points. Olivia, how are we looking? We're looking about the same, not going to lie. Um, <laughs> Bobby, unfortunately, you didn't gain any points, so you're still standing at two. Lindsay, you got the only point of the round, and you are sitting happy with four. Wow. Okay. Great. I'm winning. Well, things are heating up. But again, <laughs> fret not, we have got more game to play. There are two more rounds coming up, and we're getting a little political. So we'll see if you can handle the pressure after the break. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back to Not Past It Trivia Edition. We're playing with the hosts of the podcast Who Weekly, Bobby Finger and Lindsay Weber. To recap, Bobby, you have two points. Okay. Lindsay, you are in the lead with four points. Okay. Now, Bobby, do you feel ready to make a comeback this round? I do. I do. I feel very ready. Yeah. <laughs> I like the confidence. All right. Let's jump in to round three. Round three. This round is called Political Stage or Theatrical Stage. I'm going to play clips of three politicians, but a couple of them just might be actors playing politicians. You have to tell me whether the voice you hear belongs to someone in office or someone in Hollywood. Oh. And again, you'll both get your own questions for this round. And there are only two options, so we're not going to do steals for this one either. I'm going to ask you to guess if the politician is real or fake. And for a bonus point, to name them. Lindsay, do you feel like you're good at telling the two apart? Sure. I've watched enough SNL to know who and where and when and why, kind of. <laughs> what about you, Bobby? Do you feel confident in being able to differentiate? Yeah, I feel like Lindsay and I have been editing a podcast long enough that, like, my sense of hearing has gotten better, you know? <laughs> I'm trying to make myself feel more confident than I actually am, so forgive me. <laughs> I like it. It's good to give yourself words of affirmation. <laughs> well, we'll find out how you size up. Lindsay, this first clip is for you. Let's take a listen. I think the next president needs to be a lot quieter, but send a signal that we're prepared to act in the national security interests of this country to get back in the business of creating a more peaceful world. Please clap. Huh. All right. Lindsay, what are you thinking? Is that a real politician or a fake politician? I was initially going to say real, but then there was like a laugh at the end. But politicians are allowed to be funny too, so they just, not on purpose. So 
Now I'm thinking it could be a fake, but I'm going to go with real. You are correct. That was a real politician. <laughs> uh-huh. And for a bonus point, do you know who that was? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> well, the please clap man was, in fact, Jeb Bush. Jeb mm. exclamation point. He please was clap. hilarious. So there you go. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Actually, this speech where he's asking people to clap kind of single-handedly sank his campaign for president in 2016, which, you know— we could have had three guys named uh, Bush <laughs> instead of two as president. So our loss, I suppose. Instead of one Trump, yeah. Um, all right, let us move on to our second clip. Bobby, this one is for you. Let's take a listen. Okay. Liberals ended segregation. Liberal, liberals passed the Civil Rights Act, the Voting Rights Act. Liberals created Medicare. Liberals passed the Clean Air Act, the Clean Water Act. What did conservatives do? They opposed... Every one of those programs, every one. So when you try to hurl that word liberal at my feet as if it were something dirty, something to run away from, something that I should be ashamed of, it won't work, Senator, because I will pick up that label and I will wear it as a badge of honor. All right. Bobby, do you think that was a real politician or a fake politician? That's real. I'm going to say final answer, that's real. Final answer, real? Yeah, yeah. That was a TV politician. That wow. was just a really good actor. Was that like Jimmy Smith's? <laughs> yeah, actually. I yes. swear to God. Bobby, you knew who that was? No, I could, and you still I recognized, got it wrong? I recognized the voice, and then I was like, there's no way that's Jimmy Smith's. And then I was like, wait, I'm be- I keep thinking I'm being tricked. Ugh. <laughs> Okay, I'm so stupid. Well, you do get a bonus point for Jimmy Smith, so <laughs> there you go. You better give him uh, all the points for that. Uh. <laughs> yeah, that clip was from The West Wing. In this scene, he's playing presidential hopeful Matt Santos, going head-to-head in a debate with the other contender played by Alan Alda. So that's where that's from. Okay. And on to our third clip. We're going back to Lindsay for this one. Take a close listen to this next one. Nothing will change with the same people and same policies that got us into the the status quo. Another Latin word, status quo. And it stands for, man, the middle class, everyday Americans are really getting taken for a ride. (laughs) That's status quo. And GOP leaders, by the way, uh, you know, the man can only ride you when your back is bent. So strengthen it. All right, Lindsay, do you feel like you know if that's a real politician or a fake politician? I mean, that's the real Sarah Palin, right? Like, that's like what she was like. That's got to be her because she's funnier than any impression of her. Well, that's two points because that is, yes, that is real Sarah Palin. Real politician, real Sarah Palin. Palin. I feel like the fake Sarah Palin would have more laugh lines and hers is just, you know, stream of conscious, funny vibe, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, this particular speech happened to be her endorsement of Donald Trump in 2016. (laughs) And we have one last clip that we're going to play. This one is going to you, Bobby. Let's Mm. take a listen. When it comes to puffing blunts, now, blunts are a kind of marijuana cigarette. So when it comes to puffing blunts, I'm a 12-year vet, and I wasn't 10 yet when I took my first hit. 
I was headed out the house to school one day, and guess what I found in my dad's ashtray? Now, there's only three things in life that I need. Money, safe sex, and a whole lot of weed. All right. Do you think those words came out of the face of a real or a fake politician? I'm going to guess real. It sounds real to me. You are correct. That is a real politician. (laughs) Oh, my God. A real person. Do you know who that was by any chance? Any guesses? I have no idea. I'm going to miss that point. This one is a tough one. That was Orrin Hatch, the Republican Utah senator. Okay. This clip is from 1996. You may remember Senator Hatch from his greatest hits, like uh, voting against the Equal Rights Amendment and passing away earlier this year. Oh, what a um, hit. His greatest hits. <laughs> his number one hit. And so this in this clip from 96, he's arguing on the Senate floor that rap causes drug addiction. Oh, okay. So he was a really cool guy. <laughs> Just an awesome yeah. down dude. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Well, that is the end. Uh, beautiful note to end on this round. <laughs> Olivia, how are we on points? Lindsay is still in the lead with seven points. Bobby, though, is gaining speed. He's got four points. Ugh. How am I beating right. you that much? What What's going on here? Because I'm terrible at this. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> so mad. <laughs> uh, oh, well. We do have one last round, and there is a big opportunity to catch up in this one. So, let's get into it, shall we? All right. In this final round, we are going to be testing your movie history knowledge. The round is called Bag That Tag Line. Uh, You'll have to guess the titles of four movies based on their tagline and the year they were released. These movies are from any point in history, and you're both going to write down your answers at the same time. Mm-hmm. Now, there is one catch, which is that every movie title has one word in common. So there's one word that's going to show up in all of these titles. We will reveal the correct titles after I give you all four years and all four taglines. Okay. Starting with movie number one. It was released in 2003, and the tagline is... Coming soon, actually. (laughs) All right, movie number two. This one was released in 1998, and the tagline is, a comedy about the greatest love story almost never told. Remember, all these movie titles have one word in common. Okay. For movie number three, we are going back to 1963. This tagline will give you a big hint, so try to keep the year in mind. The tagline is, the world's masters of murder pull out all the stops to destroy Agent 007. And our fourth and final movie of the round. This one is from the year 2000, and the tagline is, a story of the passion it takes to keep your dreams alive. This one's broad, so to give you a hint, if you've seen A League of Their Own, you know there's no crying in baseball. Mm-hmm. Well, we're talking about a whole different sport in this movie. Okay. We got your answers written down. Our time is up. Bobby, how do you think you did overall? Four for four. 
He aced oh, this. Bobby aced confident. this. I know Bobby aced this. What do you think, Lindsay? How do you think you did? I think I'm three for four. Mm, I think I'm three for four. One I'm really blanking on, which is embarrassing, but I, whatever, I'm blanking on it. Well, let's get to these answers. First of all, just shout out what you think the secret word was. Love. Love. All right. Great. Okay. You did get that one. <laughs> okay. So on the right track, starting out. All right. Okay. So movie number one, the tagline was coming soon, actually. Lindsay, what did you write down? Love, actually. And what about you, Bobby? Love, actually. And you both got it right, actually. <laughs> it was, in fact, love, actually. The other tagline they use, actually, is the ultimate romantic comedy, which mm. feels like pretty big yeah. statement to make. I don't know. Do you, do you think it deserves that title? <laughs> no. There's like so many essays written about this. <laughs> as much as I like love actually, it's not the ultimate. That's true. What's the ultimate? When Harry met Sally. Mm. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it happened one night. It has to be. It set the it was oh, the blueprint for okay. all the ones that came after it. The hey, apartment. Sorry. Like, <laughs> is it weird that for me it was like Kate and Leopold was the first thing that came to mind? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a good one. That's a good one. Anything like Ryan, I'm like, yeah. Anyways. All right, let's move on to movie number two. The tagline was, a comedy about the greatest love story almost never told. Bobby, what did you guess for this one? Shakespeare in Love. And what about you, Lindsay? I didn't guess that. I guessed <laughs> princess question mark because I was thinking of the one with the princess and uh, Billy Crystal older. <laughs> What's that movie called? The one with the princess and Bill. Oh, Princess Bride? Yeah, I was thinking of that, but it doesn't have love in it, so I couldn't think of it. Ah. <laughs> Billy Crystal older. <laughs> Bobby, you got that one right. All it right. was Shakespeare in Love, which won seven Oscars, just by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, love that movie. For a bonus point, can either of you guess one of the Oscars that that movie won? Best Picture. And Lindsay, do you have a guess? No, he, uh, you can have that. <laughs> I don't <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what oh, else come it on. Won. Like you know. Best Actress or something? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I'll give that point to both of you guys. Yeah, Best Actress. It, best Picture. It also won Best Original Score, Costume Design, Art Direction, Screenplay Written Directly for the Screen, Actress in a Supporting Role, Actress in a Leading Role. That went to yeah. Ms. Gwyneth Granny. Paltrow. Saving Private Ryan Found Dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On to movie number three. This one had probably the biggest hint in it. The tagline was, the world's masters of murder pull out all the stops to destroy Agent 007. Lindsay, what did you guess for this one? First of all, awful tagline. Just, I need to <laughs> say, scrap this. This has to go. We're rewriting it. Uh, is it To Russia With Love? This is the only Bond title. Is that right? Well, let's hear Bobby's answer first. What did you guess, Bobby? <laughs> Is that the... From Russia with love. Oh, fuck. Okay, there you go. (laughs) I said two. Um, Well, Bobby, you got that right. Lindsay, you got that like 75%, right? Three of the four words. I don't need it. (laughs) (laughs) This one, yeah, clearly a Bond movie. And it was From Russia with Love, starring very snackalicious Sean Connery, the classic (laughs) Bond. All right. And then on to our final movie. Movie number four, the tagline was, a story of the passion it takes to keep your dreams alive. I gave you a bit of a hint with that one as well. Bobby, what did you guess for this one? Love and basketball. Mm. And Lindsay, what did you guess? 
I also guessed love and basketball. Mm. Although you see for love of the game is also something I put in there because I didn't know what sport it was and thought that must be the title of a movie. Well, you guys both got this one right. It was love and basketball. A classic. And that brings us to the end of round four and the end of our whole game. Congratulations on making it to the end. Thank you so much. How, how do you feel? Do you feel proud? Do you feel proud of yourselves for making it here? I feel emotionally exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> Same. <laughs> no, I feel good. I feel fine. Before we reveal your final scores, let me remind you what is at stake. The winner will win 20 seconds to give their best pitch for what should be taught in history class. All right, now on to your scores. Olivia, where are we at? Well, Simone, in a stunning comeback, Bobby is ending this round with a total of nine points. Woo-woo. But Lindsay oh. also did quite well, ending this round with ten and three quarters of a point. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It was down to the wire. But ultimately, Lindsay, you are our very first winner of Not Passed at Trivia. Wow. Congratulations. What a honor and a privilege. How does it feel to be the smartest person in the world? Oh, my God. It's because you didn't ask any questions about sports other than one about love and basketball. That's why I am the smartest person in the world. (laughs) Well, congratulations, Lindsay. You have won something more meaningful and respected than the Nobel Prize. Oh, boy. Which is 20 seconds to tell us what you think should be taught in history class. Oh, my God. We're going to put give you a timer. And you will give us your best pitch for how to shape America's young minds. Are you ready? Not really, but I'm just going to go for it off the top of my head. (laughs) All right. We live in improv. And your time starts now. Okay. In honor of the greatest love story ever told, Ben and J-Lo getting married officially after being engaged twice, I would include in history books the occasion of their first engagement and the history throughout the second engagement. I think it's a really important lesson on pop culture, celebrity, the media, and paparazzi. (laughs) Wow. There you go. That was was beautiful. Thank you. I take that class. Thank you both for joining me in what has been such a thrilling competition. Bobby, Lindsay, do you guys feel smarter, dumber than when you started? How are you feeling? I definitely went into this feeling dumb, and I came out feeling exactly the same dumb as before. <laughs> I was going to say, I feel like this, I feel, I feel equally dumb, equally dumb for sure. <laughs> Okay, well, (laughs) you're both still geniuses to me. Oh, yeah, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Past It is a Spotify original produced by Gimlet and ZSP Media. This episode was produced by Olivia Briley. Next week, pull up in your pink Cadillac because we're shopping with Mary Kay. To the age of 14, a woman needs good parents and good health. And then from 14 to 40, she needs good looks. From 40 to 60, she needs personality. <laughs> and after 60, I'm here to tell you what you need is cash. <laughs> 
The rest of our team are associate producers Julie Carley and Ramoy Phillip. Laura Newcomb is our production assistant. The supervising producer is Erica Morrison. Editing by Katie Feather and Andrea B. Scott. Fact-checking by Jane Ackerman. Sound design and mixing by Emma Munger and Daniel Ramirez. Original music by Sax Kicks Ave, Willie Green, Jay Bless, and Bobby Lord. Our theme song is Toko Liana by Coco Co. With music supervision by Liz Fulton, technical direction by Zach Schmidt, show art by Elise Harvin and Talia Rockman. The executive producer at ZSP Media is Zach Stewart-Pontier. The executive producer from Gimlet is Matt Schiltz. Special thanks to Ella Walsh and to Lydia Polgreen, Abby Ruzica, Dan Behar, Jen Hahn, Emily Wiedemann, Liz Stiles, and Joshua Bianchi. Follow Not Past It Now to listen for free, exclusively on Spotify. Click the little bell next to the follow button to get notifications for new episodes. And while you're there, hey, why don't you rate us five stars? You can follow me on Twitter, at Simone Polanin. Thanks for hanging. We'll see you next week. And now I know exactly how old the internet is because I could just be like, how old is Queen Latifah again? It's that eight. Like, that's how old the internet is. (laughs) 